Hi, I'm Cheryl and Sen. Hello, this is Christabel. Hello, this is Michael Horse. Do you enjoy listening to Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the podcast? Have you picked up our book yet? Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the book. That has over 100 cast and crew who have contributed to this book. And it's, I think people really love it. I mean, we also have community commentary where a lot of the community have participated in this. It's just a great book. We recommend you pick it up at bluerosemag.com. Thank you for your interest and for your enthusiasm and, and keeping Twin Peaks alive. I've got idea, man. You take me Welcome to this week's edition of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Brian Kazaski, and beside me... Is Ben Durant. Ben, we are back in the studio. Back where we belong. Back home. Home. Just like this week's episode. (laughs) Uh, This week's episode, The Return, Part 15. There's some fear in letting go, and it aired August 20th, 2017. Yes, what an amazing episode. Um, I will say right now... It had one of my all-time favorite moments. One moment. Unlike you and everybody else who waited 25 years, yeah. I waited a year and a half for it. You've been in this town 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I waited a year and a half for this one magical moment, and it happened, and I was so happy. And this moment, what, we, what, what gets you up to the moment is first with uh, Nadine with her sh- golden shovel walking down the street. Yeah, she's walking down the street, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, this could go either way. Or she's going to go to Dr. Is she going to beat Ed up? <laughs> take that shovel. Um, yeah. Take a big lug. She walks all the way down to Big Ed's gas farm with the shovel, and she tells Ed, like, Straight just says it, says, listen, I know you've been in love with Norma or you've had feelings for her for this long. You're just putting up with me because you're a good guy. Yeah, you're a saint. You're a saint and you deserve better. And I've dug myself out of my shit and Dr. Amp, she seems to have maybe a thing for Dr. Amp, but she really likes um, what he says and what he does. And I kind of feel like she'd be part of maybe be with Dr. Amp yeah. or maybe, Jacoby. Right. Um, and I think for the longest time, I feel like sometimes she felt like she needed others to make her better. Like, mm-hmm. And here it was, no, I can take care of myself. I can open up my own store. I can I can do this on my own. I don't need anybody else. And like, I love this line where she says, true love is giving the other what makes them happy. And that is, like, a really healthy relationship. A healthy relationship mm-hmm. sometimes. I mean, there has to be compromises and stuff, but it's really about seeing the other person and seeing what they need and trying to work with them and hope in return that that partner will do the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I thought, oh, it was so good. And just like the title, there's some fear in letting go. I yeah. mean, she's walking. She walked 
And she said, big guy, you know, he's like, y- y- you might change your mind tomorrow. You can't, you know, you you don't know what you're saying. Right. You, tomorrow could be different. It seems like in the past maybe she's changed her mind. I mean, she was a, uh, a teenager at some times where she might have forgotten things. But there's times where she's changed her mind. Here's something for you. This yeah. only was in the pilot. But I thought they, they lived across the street from the gas station. In the pilot... You're right. I always have to go behind or near it. They li- they live they must live right next to it because uh, she'll come out. It's like, "What are you gonna do, this Ed?" And it's like, "Okay." Yeah, and she would yell. <laughs> right, and he could hear her so from. He, work. I mean, work. it's possible she was coming from her store. Yes, that's and the store thinking. would be into town, so it could be a few miles away. And I, that's probably what it is. But I was just thinking, she can't be coming from her house because that's like I thought it was like across the street. Yeah, or something I, like I totally that. agree. And you know, also I was thinking about the whole idea of true love is giving the other person what you know what they want to make them happy and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that whole Andy and Lucy in the whole chair debate. In mm-hmm. the end, they both actually gave each other what they w- wanted. Yes. You know, the whole like what was it red and beige? Yeah, or something yeah. Like that? And they went and back and forth, back and forth. Andy finally gives in, and then and it looks like Lucy's going to buy what she wants, and in, in, in the end, she bought. What, what she thought Andy, what, what Andy wanted. Yes. So that was a sweet thing. Again, that's what love's about is trying to make yeah. the other person feel good. And this was like something surprising in this Twin Peaks return because we haven't seen much of, uh, much of this happiness. Yeah. It's kind of been despair and sadness a lot. And um, I I thought this, this, this plays out for like almost 10 minutes, I feel like. And they cut into Otis Redding's um, I've been loving you too long. As as uh, Big Ed pulls up into the at the double R. So happy! I was so excited. He's Aww. waving. He looks like he a kid. Right, he's waving for Norma. It's like, ah, hey. oh, Norma, I'm here. <laughs> and he was a little kid, and um, Norma, she seems reserved. Like she, you know, she's probably she's been through this before. Yes, but you feel like she's just like just. Just take a minute, cause I got some. I got to deal with someone well, Walter, else. Walter, Walter. It, which is kind of like her boyfriend slash. She's business partners and stuff. So I think like, he's romancing her to get what he wants. Sure. I almost feel like oh, I don't yeah. think he cares. Right. I mean, he mentions, "Oh, did you get my flowers?" And she said, "Yes, I got your flowers." Mm-hmm. Except Walter there. But it's funny that she puts Ed on hold and like, "Oh, we could finally be together." It's like, uh, Walter's here, and then like, uh, I was so heartbreaking. Like, yeah. you, you have the music, and you think everything's gonna happen, and then Big Ed just sits down and asks for a, is it a, probably a coffee? And yep. then <laughs> cyanide, cyanide <laughs> pill. Kill me right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's like, it's a beautiful moment, and then like, so yeah, like he kind of closes his eyes and just like, what am I gonna do now? And then we have the whole Norma and Walter scene. And you're thinking that like, oh, things are gonna work out, and it's gonna maybe she's gonna expand her franchise. She's like, no. She's gonna call it Norma's uh, Diner there, Norma's Double R. She wants to focus on her family. And then yeah. when she said, and what family, is her family? Did you think of Annie? I did not. I thought of Annie. I'm like, yeah, you should focus on where's Annie. No. How's Annie doing? Yeah. How come and, Annie's not working and here? And there was discussion on this, I think, on Twitter about this. Her family is the Twin Peaks community and the, her customers, like mm-hmm. her, her local customers is that family yes. that yeah. she cares about. Like she's saying, and we've seen this. I, we kind of make jokes about this. Oh, every time we see Norma, she's doing paperwork. Like, oh, she's always in that booth. And it's kind of like a run-on joke kind of thing. Like, oh, is that all they shot of her for the whole series? And the idea was that, like, all she was doing was paperwork because she had 
six uh, diners that she was taking care of. So mm-hmm. all of her time was that. And it's like she doesn't want to focus on that. Like yeah. she doesn't have to make lots of money. She'd rather make make you know a decent amount of money and be able to be with the community. So to me, I knew right away what she was talking. I mean, I okay, I I thought of Annie yeah. for a second. <laughs> I did think of Annie, but I was like, no, no, no. She's talking about yeah, her yeah. family is this local community, the people that she loves, her her regulars that come in every day, and and just having a slice of pie makes them so happy. I agree. And with Big Ed sitting there at the counter, this goes back to the theme. There's some fear in letting go. I'm seeing Big Ed. He's huh. He looks like he's meditating. Yeah. But what I thought, he's meditating almost to the fact, Nate, you know, Nadine let him go. Yes. And he has to come to terms that wow. he would have to let Norma go. I didn't even go. think of that. Yeah. You're he right. looks like he's fighting this urge to be emotional to just say, listen, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to be by myself. Wow. That's what I thought. I was kind of. Awesome. But the music, something about the music told me this was going to work out in his favor. Well, the music stopped right when he I know. And that was a nail biter. Yeah, it's going to like, oh. But let's just say this scene that David Lynch, how this was filmed, it was just beautiful. It's just that shot, and then you see her hand on yeah. his shoulder. Right before that. So, what you were saying about his meditation, I always thought as. He had the will. Like, this is like, he was almost like praying. He was almost like, I know there's no, the odds mm. are against me. She's with, she's with Walter. But if I think hard enough and I I feel it, somehow things can change. And I'm going to will it to happen. And I don't think he did. I think Norma on her own decided, no, yeah. I want my, I want just to run the Double R Diner and not all these other franchise things. Yeah. But it still was kind of neat to think that like, maybe he's just like thinking, Praying, willing it to happen, saying it can happen, and you could kind of see him making a little smirk. Like I don't know if he 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 could hear when Walter. Walter yes, Walter went away. Oh, his lip curled. Right, a like bit. yes, it might be happening. It might be happening. And right, and then she right, she puts her arm, or her hand on, on his, his shoulder. shoulder, and it was so. Uh, you know, David Lynch is just a master when it comes to framing shots. But it was such a beautiful shot. You could still frame that. Can I say I cried a little bit? Like, yeah, yeah I, I was so excited. <laughs> I was so. A little bit, a little I bit know. Like, oh, it's it is a beautiful thing. It's you know, twenty for me, twenty five years I've waited for this. Yeah. Moment. And literally, like last time we saw them was in Firewalk with. Well, they weren't in Firewalk with me. They, they were in the missing, missing pieces. pieces. Right. And that was one of my favorite shining moments. Yeah. The missing pieces was them in the truck talking, right. and I was like, man, I miss them. Yeah. And the end of season two. They're not together. They right. leave on a bad note. Well, Nadine wakes up and yeah. and doesn't seem like they're gonna end up together. Right? Yeah, yeah. She's so, like, "Who uh, are you?" It's such a beautiful. And I thought about so I thought about how Norma took his, uh, put her hand on his shoulder, and some reason made me think about how there's a couple other times in the series that we have like David Lynch putting his his hand on Diane's shoulder in a, in the plane. There's a couple of times like that where, I don't know, it just made me think about that. It's weird how some characters have been putting their hand on shoulders. I can't remember the other scene. Mm. But this was a beautiful thing. And then yeah. for them to be together, they kiss. And you have Shelly witnessing this. Yeah. Is this a wake-up moment for Shelly? No. But hold on. They're <laughs> going to get married. Big Ed and Norma, let's get married. Yes. So good. But now... Online, there is a meme going around about Shelly. You, you, you brought it up. But I brought it up. It was, it was Shelly going, oh, how sweet and wonderful. And then she's like, I can't wait to go tell my drug-dealing boyfriend the sweet moment. Oh, oh burn. I, I, mean, think, I honestly do think it's a wake-up. I think that, like, I feel like 
Norma's always been kind of like her mom in some ways. Like she's always looked up to her. Yeah. They've been in it together where they've they've picked wrong guys in the past and they've been there for each other. I really think she'll see that moment and realize, what the heck am I doing? I should be with Bobby and that's the right thing to do. And and, and that she realized that's what true love is. But mm. I I want to believe that, that she that that's a moment for it's her. It's Twin Peaks. I doubt it. Yeah. Can Peak. I say next week? Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> next week. But also, you have to think that Big Ed has been waiting in the wings for this long, and we don't know how many previous uh, boyfriends that uh, Norma may have had. Yes. So this is a long time coming. A and long it time. Really it's cool. hard to imagine. I mean, this is the way you had to tell the story. You couldn't have them together. You need the payoff. Like, the, the fans deserve to see them, to, like, mm-hmm. on screen together and yeah. stuff. So it makes sense that they had to be separated for 25 years. But it is. So here's what I was thinking, too. I don't know, I didn't do the math very well, but it might be possible that it's been 50 years since they've been together. I could be wrong. Why would it be 50 years? So 25 years ago, we were in the original series, Mm -hmm. and they were together in high school, and I was thinking about how 25 years ago before that, uh, Norma won the Miss Twin Peaks contest. So I feel like... When we when we saw them in the original series, they had been twenty. I want to. I might be wrong, but I feel like it had been twenty five years since they were together in high school. Because you were about thirty. They were, they, yeah, ish. So, ish, maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if they might be older than that. I don't know, but yeah, they were in together in high school, and then I, I don't know if they were still in high school when she hung out with Hank and he went with Nadine. I can't remember. The, mm. It's hard to remember the timelines, but I feel like it's been close to fifty. It's hard to imagine that. It seems like a half. Half a century? Is that possible? But so they, they were, yeah, they were like almost high school sweethearts. They were, yeah, they were. High so sc- that's yeah. crazy. You're right. <laughs> that's crazy. And I want to say, uh, you know, happy fftieth uh, show to Diane. I know Diane just had their fiftieth episode. Oh, amazing. amazing! I know. I remember back in the day. Remember back in the day when we hit fifty? <laughs> no. uh, there's still, there's still youngins there. Yeah. But uh, congratulations to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Episode. I just I'm just. I'm listening to them talk about episode four. I don't like to be ahead. I'm behind. Wait, I'm so wait, behind. Episode four, part four. Part of this four. Season? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a little behind. I am. Yeah. I am. All right. This is what I like to do, though. So the next thing we get is the. Uh, are we going on to the electric pole? Yeah, we're gonna go the convenience store. Yes. So uh, well, the first thing we see are these electric poles, and I think that's what Andy saw in his vision. Like, so there's yes. all kinds of things. He saw the electric poles. Uh, wiring, and then I think he sees the convenience store, and mm-hmm. that's where we meet up with Mr. C in the news. This Did, part. it was so cool. Did, we saw the convenience store, and I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna get good." And then, if I remember correctly, that was a woodsman, original woodsman outside, not like a new woodsman. Good, interesting. It I, was kind of he was I, in color. He wasn't black. In living color. <laughs> so that's how I thought. I'm like, "Oh, this is interesting." So then he walks him upstairs, and. They go through this jug, this like gauntlet of places that we've all been wanting to see, and I was like, the Nadine stuff and the Norma Big Ed took me on Seventh Heaven. This was like beyond. This is like a roller coaster. Right. I thought I was at the top. Nope. There's so much more. <laughs> um, but how it was so cool to see. They walked into the room from Firewalk Me the Painting. Well, well, the, well no, no, right? yeah, yeah. There's so much more before that. What? Well, they walked into the stairs. What am I missing? Well, I only gonna say that there, there was no like above the convenience store in the literal sense. Oh, they literally disappeared. They literally they go upstairs. There's no door or anything, and they just disappear when they get up the stairs. But there's yeah. like, there's no second. There's 
physically we see no second floor, mm. but it's interesting to see that they went up the stairs and they vanished into another world. It's their own plane of yeah. existence because we see this when he's walking in between the painting, the Laura Firewalk with Me painting, right to and, the hotel. And when you say the painting, we're really talking about these like flowery uh, uh, designs of wallpaper that that I think some people. Mrs. Had, Tremont gave Laura. Yeah, that was which the I think some people noticed it in the vortex. Yes, a few a few parts ago that the, the in the vortex the. The woodsmen were on the stairs with the flowery, right. yeah. So yeah, and we cool. actually see that stairwell. But before we get to that point, he walks in and there's a guy, a, a new woodsman, I guess, uh, next to this machine, and he's got like blood and stuff coming from his mouth. Something goop. Yeah. So uh, here's my first correlation. This is something that's been happening in Twin Peaks: the return correlation between woodsmen and people. In the real world, drug addicts or the sparkle or they're messed up. I'm going to correlate that woodsman. I correlate him with Billy. I'll call him Billy. We haven't heard the word Billy, but I will say right now a theory is that guy in the jail cell is Billy. This is, this is an original theory by Brian? Yeah. Okay. And, and this is two, there's two correlations in this one. And if we go back, there's more. Um, he had to... Stuff coming out of his mouth. Yes. And he's sitting there, and I'm like, that's weird. It is weird. And we've, <laughs> we've seen a woodsman that was in Hastings when he went to the jail. Very, yes. And that woodsman disappeared. And I feel like these woodsmen come in and out and are, there's something, there's drugs, but these woodsmen are correlated with the drugs, I Interesting. think, somehow. I but, like the theory. Sounds I like good. the theory, but, there, I mean, we'll talk about the second one. Which everybody noticed. I noticed it too. We'll talk about it at the very end. We'll talk about it at the very end. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so we go up there and he hits a switch. Oh, first he goes, Where's Jeffries? Right? He's like, He's yep. like, um, he, Yeah, he wants to know where, where where's Jeffries. Jeffries is. And he goes, uh, he's, he's waiting for you. So I'm like, Oh my God. Did a part of you say to yourself, we're going to get that secret David Bowie cameo? Yes, I've been waiting for this. Somehow he, he was able, before he passed away, to, uh, you know, David Bowie was able to film that. I was hoping. I, I'm glad this happened so we all got that of our get, system. Yeah, but, but you're talking about the machine there, mm. the, the electric thing, and he's asking about where Phil uh, Philip Jeffries is. And yeah. then we get that image of the jumping man, and we should get into that. Okay. Just, so, yeah, you, go. You, you go. Why don't I say that you you shared something with me and then I went further with it? But you shared. You with want to me. go first, and you're gonna yeah. you're gonna you're gonna uh, right. go on to that. Okay, so there is a big thing. I didn't notice this. I give credit to the community at large. Someone paused it and said, "Oh my God, there is a superimposed image of Sarah Palmer, and it looks like could be others. Maybe Leland's on there. I don't know, but everybody has seen this, and it it clearly shows." Another face superimposed, and it does look like Sarah. So if we take all that, we take that theory, um, which after rewatching the scene, yeah, you, I see that. I was so excited by everything. I, I, I saw faces, but it happened so it quickly. It was so fast. It was like seconds, really. Yeah. And like the most thing I saw was, oh, it's a jumping man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So here, my theory about the jumping man. Um, I feel that this jumping man is is representing that. We finally got Sarah Palmer. I feel like that face is showing that Sarah Palmer is now in the mix. 
And this is evident. She's, she's a part of the spirit world. Yeah, yeah. I think so. She's right. part of this darkness. Yes. And um, I think we have the evidence. We've we, we've seen the weirdness. We've seen her take her face off and kill someone. Yes. We have the evidence, and now we see. Yes, Sarah it's Palmer. It's just like Leland and Bob were together, and so Leland would be a part of this world back yeah. in the day, back in the day. So it's just basically saying that Sarah is now in the mix of this evil that spirit. Yeah. Now, we we briefly talked about this last week. How I still I don't I don't think Sarah. Am I am I the way I think about things? I don't think Sarah Palmer is that girl with the bug. Uh, I don't believe, I don't I don't buy that yet from part eight there right yeah I um I think that this is opportunity for this darkness okay so Sarah Palmer we'll start from the beginning Sarah Palmer has lived twenty five years with this um, pain the pain and suffering which is garbanza mm. garbanzo or we want to say it she's been living with this for twenty five years she's been holding strong I don't know how right she's been. She's been keeping these voices and everything at bay. I also want to add to that yeah, real quick, yeah. just, just to say that she, there must be some guilt involved. Not yes. only is there pain, but like she could have done something. She could have protected her daughter. This is what I'm saying. This is the this is the ultimate host because she's been through. She's broken. She's definitely broken. And alcohol is not cutting it anymore. Right. I think alcohol was suppressing every her feelings, escaping. That ain't doing it anymore, as we can see. Um, and I think the mother, the mother, the experiment, found the ultimate host. It's a Palmer. It's Sarah Palmer. Well, the mother, we know, we saw, gave birth to a to Bob, to the evil. And we know mother might be looking for Bob. So if he takes on the host of Sarah Palmer, which we know Bob wanted, Bob wanted Sarah Palmer so badly couldn't Sarah have her Palmer, or Laura Palmer yeah. wanted Laura Palmer so badly couldn't have her because she ended up taking her own life or allowing herself just to die to escape that um so now we have Bob in the mom the mom wants Bob back and I think Sarah Palmer being the ultimate host the most broken person in Twin Peaks yes and the Palmer the twofer it could be two birds with one stone and now you have you have Bob, who you know will be attracted, or the mom attracted to finding. So I think my theory is this whole jumping man represents that the lineage of um, this disease has jumped to that side of the family, to Sarah Palmer. I don't know, because I always took it as Leland, something happened to him when he was a boy, and that... It's the uh, the cycle of abuse will yes. just continue, but it couldn't continue anymore. And I think that bug and that girl correlate somehow, and that is on the that's on the Palmer side of things, not yeah. Sarah's. I don't know. I, I don't know. And I you I know? still go back and forth whether that is. I think story wise, it makes the most sense that the mother is in Sarah, but I still don't know. And then I was like, is the jump is that the jumping man that's inside Sarah, or is it some other? Many other spirit. I think every spirit we can all project what we want on. Right, but it's evil. Basically. It's evil. It's evil. evil. Right. But I, I say the way I look at it is the jumping man uh, represents that this evil has jumped 
to this person mm. to because it's not in that line anymore. It's a different bloodline. It's right. not she's not a true Palmer. Yes. And I don't know the, the Palmers, you know, we always say the there's something special about the Palmer. But, and remember like there is it, it, definitely though Sarah's line were, were special as well. I can't remember if this is in the script or if this was actually made it in the show, but her her sister Beth is Maddie's mom, and she was supposed to be special. And of course, we know Sarah has visions, and mm-hmm. she's ha- been able to have Bob or Wyndham Earl speak through her and stuff. So she's got yeah, this. So. There is a, a supernatural element on the on Sarah Palmer's lineage as well. So this is the ultimate host, the mom getting yeah. Sarah Palmer. That's pretty cool. So now, so you shared with me that picture, and I was like, I gotta see this for myself. Mm. This picture, and I remember hearing, I remember seeing it and hearing a squiggly noun, sound. Which to me it almost made me think of like a tape recorder. You're fast forwarding to me, make me sound that. Yeah. So I captured, I captured that little scene, and it's on YouTube. I wanted to be able to slow it down really slowly so I could see every almost every frame of Sarah. <laughs> but you can see, you, you can definitely see it's Sarah. And I know some people think it looks like Phil Jeffries and Lee no. and other people. It's it's Sarah. It's yes. Sarah's face yep. uh, that goes back and forth between her face and the jumping man. But then I said, you know what? I want to play with this sound. Because I feel like there might be a message in there. And the Reddit community and other people are doing the same thing. Yeah. And I heard different words and I heard different things. Yeah, I, I don't know what and I heard. With Reddit, they, this is their interpretation of what the it says. Back away a little bit, Michael. Yeah, back away. Back, back. Keep going back. <laughs> there. Perfect, perfect. And it sounds just like David Lynch. And that Michael, there is a Michael who was a gaffer on the sh- show. So I'm wondering if this this audio is actually David Lynch giving direction. It has nothing to do with the series at all. And that would work. It has nothing to do with the show. It has to do with I it's bizarre. I'd love maybe someday we'll have to ask somebody from the production of Twin Peaks, but it sounds it does seem like maybe for the longest time I was like, "Oh, go away. Go away." I was hearing this these words like I had to change the pitch, so I had to slow it down. I was changing the pitch and I could make out some words. Mm. But it seems like maybe it's David Lynch just giving directing, directing. and maybe he—I don't know when he would—he maybe he captured it while he was filming, and he said, "Oh well, if we mess around with the speed of it, nobody will ever know any better." Mm-hmm. But you know, as community, we, we hear things <laughs> and we want to—we want to interpret it. So I thought that was—it was fascinating though. But the whole Sarah thing is really something with her image, and you do. There's with no without a doubt that there's a connection yeah. between the convenience store, red room, other place, and you know the jumping so, man could just represent this this glee of them getting yeah, somewhere. That's I like what that. I, I almost I do like that. And I, it's, it's funny like, the jumping so man happy. also reminds me of the boy who jumped as well. The the uh, the grand gr- grandson. Yeah, because didn't we we saw the little boy with the mask, and we always said, well, that was Le- maybe that was Leland. We thought maybe it could be, but he was always jumping around and yeah. And it usually was around times of like, yeah, of strange things happening. And, so yeah. this jumping man could just be this excitement in the air. We got this. Yes. We got we got Leland. Right. We got we're we're, we're gonna get Laura. Oh, uh, that didn't happen. But now right. we got Sarah. Sarah's I ultimate. I don't know if you're implying this too, but like, so you, you get they get Sarah Palmer. Could Sarah Palmer be a way to get Laura? Yes, that's what I'm implying. Yes, because Laura. Okay, because I mean, the I, connection. I, I still want to believe, and I mother think, and daughter. I think John Thorne and others have believed that we are going to get a living, we are going to get a living Laura Palmer. Like we are going to get flesh and blood, or we're going to get some kind of spirit that's going to come into the real world, and they're going to face off. And maybe this is the best get. When right? when Laura gets sucked out of the yeah, lodge, right? do you? She, uh, what if he was? That moment is a different moment. It hasn't happened yet. 
That, you think it hasn't happened? What if that? Oh no, 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 because everything's different. Oh no. What oh, if Laura? We're gonna, we gotta get back into no, the no, show. No, no, no. What if? What if? To say to Laura to save his her mom. She, she was yeah, she out. was screaming though. She yanked out. She didn't want to go. It wasn't like bye Cooper. Oh, maybe, I'll talk to you later. Maybe <laughs> what, maybe the one on Martin. I don't arm, know. But I do oh, but what if what if that was Sarah? What if the mom is the one that sucked her out? Who knows? Ooh, Who knows? I mean, right. Some but, I, but I still look at it is that like this is the best battle is to yeah. have Sarah against Laura and the whole face thing. I love the the face off. Yes. <laughs> the and then you have Mr. C thing. versus uh, Cooper. Right. So many face offs. Good stuff. Yeah. So, very good. Yeah, Jeffrey. Uh, sorry. Uh, so Mr. C goes through stairs and hallways till he gets to another door that takes him to a motel area, which which is the motel from Firewalk with Me. Right. That uh, the blue diamond. It's blue not. Diamond. I mean, I don't think the show is implying that, but it definitely is the same uh, yeah. filming location. You can actually see the the bushes off to the right. Of the room that uh, Renette's uh, room there. Yeah, we but went I, into. But it definitely feels like it's another world. Like you have you a, a like character who is talking backwards yeah. that unlocks the door for Mister C, and She's so like, it definitely is not. It's not a real world, but maybe maybe it's using what we know of reality. Like it's using houses yes. and stairs and things that we can comprehend to to make help us understand all this things that were part of this evil. Yeah, they're core, and it's so cool. It's so cool. I was so ecstatic. But when they bridged the gap, when they walked, they were fading into the woods. Yeah, that was cool. I love that. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's really cool. cool. So there's just like this, the woods. You know, they always say the owls, um, and the, there's something out in the woods. Right, well, it's, it's evil. This, this, it's, this dark it's right. energy that connects all these places. It's yeah, cool. I was gonna wait till the end, but let's just do it now. That uh, okay. We'll get back to Jeffrey's, but and yet at the end, once Cooper, Mr. C leaves, the whole convenience store disappears. Yeah, so to me, it says that this can appear anywhere. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Is it like Lost the Island could just be time travel? We won't go there. <laughs> you didn't want to get into Lost. Ben, he's got he's underneath there with a thing. I gotta push this. <laughs> I got I got, I got the 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 wagon. What is it? No, it's what it's the wagon wheel. The no. wagon wheel. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. don't, don't want to go there. Yeah. You know. All right. but, but I like that but idea. It's still cut, but. I mean, they still seem to be somehow connected to the woods, but it's fascinating to think mm-hmm. that maybe this place can go different places and there is no real... Yeah, or maybe it's just a gateway into this place that you yeah. could go... But yeah, so we get to Jeffrey's. He's he's a... Uh, he's a tea kettle. <laughs> <laughs> and, but he's got... Still, he's got this kind of dome shape that we've seen. He reminds me of those domes we've yeah. seen. Yeah, I agree. And it just has this little kettle-esque oh, thing my gosh. with a bubble. Right. It's so funny that you know, like or I have, a halo a, I have an it? HD 4K TV, and still I want how's that run for you with it, that? It's so dark. I like I'm always like squinting. It's like what am I seeing? Like it's you, still. I yeah. mean, it's still kind of it's just the way that David Lynch. Even like you know, you're going down that road that, mm. to get there, and it's so dark. And I know that Lynch purposely does that, and he makes you kind of think about things in your own head. So it's like okay, it's a very dark room, <laughs> and I see steam coming out, and and I guess that's. I guess that is Jeffrey's. <laughs> I mean, like, is. is Jeffrey's in the pot, or he's become this 
pot thing. And well, it's like, I mean, the port. I mean, okay, David Bowie's dead. There's yeah, nothing we can do. Nothing about we can this. do. So we, you know, we had we had I liked little, it. Little Man from Another Place become a tree. We mm-hmm. can have Jeffries do this. I'm. It's again. I think this was John Bernardi who's who's saying about Wizard of Oz, and we have the, yes. the Oz behind the mm-hmm. curtain, and yeah. this is kind of like that. This I agree. Is the, we finally get to to the guy that has all the answers. The voice actor did a great job. He did a great job, and they did a flashback with David Bowie, which was right. great. Um, I love the flashbacks they've been doing. Um, but the interesting is, you know, all of a sudden we're, we're getting Mr. C saying, who is, well, first they go through the rigmarole. Are you Cooper? Yes, I am. We met. We talked. Yada, yada, yada. Who is Judy? I was just like, I'm was like, it? peak. Now, like, they're going to ask who Judy that is, is now? Awesome. That Where did awesome. this come from? They haven't mentioned Judy this entire time. <laughs> uh, were you well, excited by I that? I was so excited. 25 years, you know, this is, we're just about at the 25th anniversary of Firework with me. I was so Babe, excited. This is planned. What if next week we find out who Judy is on the anniversary, well, the week of the anniversary? Right. That would be amazing. They, they're very smart. They're so smart. So I was smart. very, I was really worried, actually. I was like, oh, maybe they're not going to talk about Judy. <laughs> when they go there. Well, and it makes sense, though, that it would be Jeffries who would be the person to say, you know, Judy. Well, first, so I, I've i gone back and forth about who Judy is. We'll, we'll go into that in a minute. But he, Jeffries says, you know, you, um, you're the, you, they mention uh, Major Briggs, right? Did they mention Major Briggs? No, I don't think so. No? I'll just say this. Well, no, you, You've already met Judy. Yes. Okay. So I think that was really cool. So first of all, it's amazing to me the all-powerful Mr. C doesn't know who Judy is. So I mean, I think that's incredible because he he knows so much. He knows about the the Dutchman, and he knows about he knows about so much things. But somehow he's not been able to find out about who Judy is. And I think that is that's to me that's really intriguing that. He doesn't have all the answers, and he's concerned of what does Judy want with him. Like, why would? What's the connection between Judy and Cooper? Yeah, and he puts out these numbers, and uh, from what I got gathered, it was four eight zero five five one. Same same coordinates to Twin Peaks. Same coordinates that were used by uh, Diane that she found on you know she she the arm there that was scripted. But weren't there more numbers than that on the arm? Four eight zero five five one. I think we I think we didn't get to see all the numbers that Jeffrey was okay. giving out, but I'm pretty sure those are going to be the same coordinates that to see, Twin Peaks. I okay. Let's, let's. What do you think? Let's get into this right now. I'm torn between who Judy is. I really am. I every day I I, I think about this, and I change my mind. I I don't have a yes. My my gut my gut tells me it's Nadu. My head tells me it's Major Briggs. I, I struggle with it. Yes, this and we talked about we Twin were Peaks about, problems. We were talking about this with uh, when we were chat, chatting, yeah. and texting and stuff. That it would be funny if it was Major Briggs because Major Briggs, uh, you know, his first name is Garland, Garland. and Judy, Judy Garland, Garland was Dorothy in Wizard of Oz. And, and like, if he had a code name, a code name Judy, Judy would make so much sense cool. if he yeah. had a Blue Rose Task Force code yes, name, right? Judy, oh. But it makes sense with, with with okay. On one hand, on one hand, if we say Major Briggs, he he time travels and he doesn't know where he goes. True, and he he definitely would have a chance to run into oh yeah, run into sort of people. like a Dorothy character. Yes. She's meeting new characters right. in and he out. Definitely, you could run into Philip Jeffries. But a lot. home yeah. was his anchor. His anchor was always home, and he cared a lot about his family and loved his family. I almost think about Wizard of Oz. 
no place like home. And I think of his character, home was his happiest. Yeah. And he predicted what would happen with Bobby. And he had the little silver thing with the chair. He planted all these things. I don't know. Part of me felt like he's almost the, the wizard. He's became the wizard, you know? But Nadu, if the coordinates are to be to believe that it's Twin Peaks, we have Nadu who's now in a holding cell. If she's Judy, now you've told me the whole story about how we were gonna have Josie's sister be right. Judy. And somebody it might have even been her twin sister, maybe, possibly. This but, woman right. is of Asian descent. So this was an idea that Bob Angles and David Lynch thought about. They they never really went anywhere with it. I don't think it was even in the scripts. I think it was just something that okay, they... Okay, something they, out there. They, something they were planning on doing, and then they didn't go that So, direction. okay, we go with that theory. This woman is in Asian descent, and she's making monkey noises. Uh, we didn't talk yes. about this last week, but she's like... She's making it again on this part as well. Yes, she's yes. like... Her, and, and then you have Billy mocking her. Well, not mocking, just copying her. Yes. And he's making them. We call him Billy the drunk there, the drunk drunk in the jail. Yes. So and there's a thing, a correlation with drugs and people repeating things. Oh yeah. All the time. Even in Firewalk with me and the original series, but this especially. Um, the monkey noises. Now we saw Firewalk with me, the monkey, Judy is a monkey with the with the face with the mask. Well, no, the, well the monkey is saying Judy, yeah. but the monkey isn't Judy. It's not Judy. But it's, if the it's monkey, Judy. if the monkey's whispering Judy, or from what my ears told me, it was Jeffrey's. <laughs> um, I hear Nadu making monkey noises. Ah, uh, that's why I like. The, I like. The, I, I don't I do know like the connection right? that that she could help out Cooper, and I do like that in some ways. But oh God, I mean, there's so many good stuff that's going to happen in that jail cell. Um, I know. Is of all the players we need, are they just going to keep on going? They, there's still plenty of uh, cells for people to get locked up. They're in. literally getting everybody <laughs> together that needs to be together right. to help each other. I and think. then there's going to be a prison break, and they're all going to work together <laughs> on Fox this spring, this fall. Prison Twin break. Peaks. Twin Peaks. Prison, prison break. <laughs> the spin-off series. Uh, um, but what, who do you think? What's your head telling you? I always love. The whole Laura Palmer theory that she is Judy. I don't feel because she's the one. How many titles does she need? I don't know. I, she gets to be the one, right? Here's what she so can't be everything. Here's my craziest theory, and I don't. And there's no way it's going to be possible. Yeah, Diane. <laughs> you said that to me, and I was like, I, well, I don't have any evidence on that. I have no evidence about that. But my only evidence is that she's she's kind of been part of the Blue Rose Task Force. For really a long time. Wait, I thought they just put her in it like a couple episodes she ago. She took notes and 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 Gordon Cole basically said, you've known about this for a while. So she's kind of like helped out Cooper for a long time. He, you know, he, he even, even in the Firewalk Me, he says, you know, Cooper says, you know, this is another one of Cole's Blue Rose cases. And so mm. he's, he's given, he shared his notes with Diane. So she's been. But now a- she's official. My point is, is she knows a lot of stuff, all and right, like maybe right. she, uh, maybe she is, you know. I, I don't that's know. That's a huge stretch. That's a huge stretch. I, the real reason I'm doing that is because I really believe she's not what we think is going on. I still, even though we saw another text from uh, Mr. C, Las Vegas, which would connect yeah. when we saw Diane. That's why Mark. the timelines are off. I know the timeline is, but I still got it. Some reason my gut's still trying to tell me that that's Diane and Mr. C are not talking to each other. I don't know how they're going to prove that, but I keep thinking to myself. 
It's not what we think it is. Hey, nothing really is in Twin Peaks. Uh, Everything we think right. is going to be the opposite. So honestly, I don't know about you. Don't Judy. know. I'm, I'm really just looking forward. Who to Who do you want it. Judy to be though? I mean, is Major Briggs something that we've always felt could be Judy? I like it being Major Briggs, but I actually want a person that I can talk to. I don't really want a kettle. Uh, I don't want a. Well, a he's rock dead. Or, no, I know, I he's know dead. he's dead. So I need a person. I want a real person to talk to. But here, here's the, the evidence. The, the things he says you have met this person. Uh, Major Briggs is someone he's met. Nadu, he did meet in the lodge. Yes. in whatever. My only problem with that was that, like, how does Jeffries know that they met? If, Jeff- if it was N- 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 Nato. Nato, Jeffries would know everything. Maybe, I don't know. I'm willing to just take it in and find out. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm excited yeah. that they're going back there. And they're I was bringing... so excited. But now the theories come in. Um, so we have some... Uh, yeah, we have... So, yeah, they leave... He, the phone rings. He, he phone, And he picks it up, and it just kind of warps him back. It's kind of his way of like, hey, we're not going to walk you all the way out of here. You answer the phone, and we'll get you yeah, out. Yeah, he's in a uh, telephone booth outside the convenience store. And... Looky, looky, who comes driving by, Mr. Richard, uh, is it Richard Horn? Richard Horn. And we, we haven't seen him, and he's like, I've been following you, and they scuffle, he knocks well, him a, down. No, before we get there, before you get there, the reason he's following him is his mother had a picture of him, and he knows he's an FBI agent. Oh, you're the missing he, FBI agent. I don't know if he know he's missing. He just knew that his mother had a picture of of Cooper, yeah. who was an FBI agent in a suit. And Mister C's like, "How do you know this and stuff?" And like, "Who's your mother?" And oh, my mother's Audrey, Audrey Horn. Horn. Dun, so, dun dun dun. We all knew we it. We all knew it. We knew it forever. We've always known this. But yeah. it's so good to finally say that. Yeah. And now I think we need to now know what's going on with Audrey. But we'll get, we'll, we'll there. get there. But yeah. So then he. Uh, he does the old spit trick. He spits. <laughs> Look at my spit. And he, and he spits, and then <laughs> he he gets the gun away from him and be, kicks the crap out of him. Yeah. But at the same time, he's like, you know, I just beat you up, and don't ever try that again. But come with me. I'll get tell you, share some more with you on our travels. So a lot of people are saying this felt like a father son thing. Yes. I don't know. I still don't buy that Audrey. Okay, I believe that Audrey could have had relations with Mister C. But I don't believe the coma thing. Yeah, I don't believe she was impregnated. While I, hope, I know it's so disturbing to think that could be the case. And I don't know. that means I don't know if someone could physically give birth while they're in a coma. That's D- fair. That's that's my argument about that. Did she wake up and then all of a sudden she had to give birth? Like that made no sense. The, yes. the, the whole thing is a fantasy that we'd all we think that could be so evil to happen. But I don't buy it. I don't. Richard. I am your father. Yeah, I mean, if this happened after her coma, there's no way. Yes. Um, maybe their father and son, I don't know. Um, so then the convenience store disappears, which we talked about, and we, yeah, that was so cool. The Very whole, cool. like, I was just like, oh my God, this is just like one of the coolest episodes ever. They really, they really are these extended scenes. Like, we had the Holy Dean and... Ed, and Ed moves on to the diner, and you had the same thing where you had the convenience store, and then we kind of move on to Richard's story. Mm-hmm. And I like that they're kind of like coming together with these things, and they're moving on. So to go on, this is the this is a small scene. I mean, I like these big scenes, but this is another small side story where we have Stephen. Yes. And uh, with... Uh, I never say her name right. Gersten. Yeah, Gersten's Hayward. 
That one of the Hayward sisters. Yes. They're in the woods. And what are you getting at what he's saying? I mean, he's tweaking out on Sparkle or some sort of drug. Right. And uh, I kind of feel... Do you get the impression he did something really bad? Yes. He says... Um, yeah, Gersten asked him why. And so we're in the middle of a conversation, which is always... I, I kind of love that Lynch does that. Like, we're kind of always questioning. Like, we don't get the whole mm-hmm. setup. So, so he's yeah. kind of like saying, he, you know, he did do this. And she and, and like she and she and then she's saying, no, she did this to you, which I'm guessing might be Becky. It might be his mm-hmm. wife there. Mm-hmm. And he goes on that... Uh, and then he said, what did they give... What did she... What the fuck did she give you? So then, did Becky give her him drugs? Because he and that's how he's high. I don't know, but mm-hmm. but there is this whole. I don't. know. He does seem like he's done something, but then he seems like he wants to kill himself. He, he, uh, do you? I'm like, did he try to kill Becky? Did something horrible happen? Did he do? Like, like what did he do that bad that he didn't want to kill himself? Right, but he's not—he's definitely not with it. Like no, he's not he's, with it all. Like he wants to rock. end it, and he's. But our friend here, uh, Cyril Pons, the reporter of Twin Peaks. I was like Mark Frost. Mark Frost. That was very. It's exciting. so funny. The other day before this episode, this part aired, I was like, "Where's Mark Frost? We need to have him." And then he was in this <laughs> one. So, and of course, I didn't. He's wearing this hat that like covers his ears, and I didn't know who he was until. He came and saw Stephen there, like when, until they were there. So at first, it's like, who is this guy that he's walking his dog? But it was cool that it was Mark Frost, and so yeah. he witnesses them together. And Stephen freaks out and like hides his gun. And Gersten, she takes off. She like, she, hides behind she, another she, she tree. She runs around the tr- behind the tree. Yeah, and and then uh, Pons runs off, and and we we see it from the perspective of uh, Gersten and we hear a gunshot and i guess we're assuming that Stephen killed, killed himself, himself. Yeah. yeah i think she was trying to persuade him because i think there was even going to have sex the way they were talking well he said that he, he, he said wanted that he, to but i was thinking that oh, he, she was willing to do anything to keep his mind I off i don't of know what, she freaked out a lot she was crying i don't know they were she, both on i think she was on drugs too yeah but i kind of got this impression that she was trying to calm him and bring him down with, with any means possible. And when when uh, Pond shows up, that kind of threw it off. Because then she freaked out and ran. I think, you no, know, he had the gun. Oh, first of all, she has a gun, and then he starts loading it. And that's when she really starts freaking out. Yeah. It's like, he's going to he's gonna use that gun. Mm-hmm. And so I really felt like she, she, she realized that was the chance to get away when Pond showed up. That, like, I don't know if I'm going to get out of this situation. This might be my only time I can get out of here. Fair so, enough, but, yeah. But then Pons goes over to see Carl at the trailer park. I don't, I don't think And he's Pons, reporting. He's reporting. Right, he's reporting. Unofficial reporting. Unofficial reporting. Hey, you know, that guy that lives at that trailer here, you know, he's doing yeah. stuff in the woods. Yeah, he's like, Carl, I'm standing here in the fat trout. <laughs> trailer park and i saw you know it's great watching this part and you know we went to the twin peaks festival yeah. and to be at we got to go to the motel where we we saw carl's par, uh we saw carl's trailer we saw his trailer we walked around and we saw these different locations we saw steven's trailer yes we, we, we actually walked in that area but we also went to the motel where mr c is to go see jeffrey so it's yeah. kind of neat to be in these locations and actually physically get to be there and say, hey. It's it, more magical. It is magical. It's yeah. like Disney World. Uh, it's like, as I'm watching, I'm like, I was there. I was there. Oh, my God, I was there. I was you at know. the diner. Was the we, diner. Were, we were eating at Norma's uh, uh, at her booth. booth, her yeah. office. Yes, yes. Um, we go back to the roadhouse after all this. And I was like, 
the Roadhouse, this show can't be over. Uh, and it's not. Uh, the most entertaining and most interesting introduction to an on-band band. The announcer says, ZZ Top, there's no band. He just pl- They're playing ZZ right. Top on, the C- on a CD. And he cranks, Is that what they're doing? Yes, because the CD skips. Ah, oh, you're right. Twice yes. when he, get, when he yes. punches, which is interesting. Wow, good point. Yeah, so he turns the volume up. Two eleven, as I saw it, but and there was a, there was the yeah, meter, yeah, a loud yeah, meter, the, the, uh, poster meter that yes. was fake. Yes, that's funny. Like I didn't, I didn't know if they weren't showing us the band, but you're totally right. When they when this fight happens, it skips. Yes, very cool. Now it's interesting because when so James when, James yeah. decides he has to say hi to Renee, which we learned in the last part that she's married, which I didn't, we didn't know all along that we thought like, hey, it's a nice like he's crush. married to the guy who was ran off the road. Yes, he's married. Right, so Renee is married to Chuck, which then connects Chuck uh-huh. to the whole Audrey storyline yes. and all these other Tinas and other characters. A couple episodes ago, he was the one at the bar complaining that someone ran him off the road. He was like, you look like you need a beer. I need a beer. Um, so, you, yeah, he, all these little, I love this little side thing. It's so funny that like we, we thought this, this new series wasn't a soap opera, but then we realized the roadhouse is where the soap opera takes Small place. Small towns are soap operas. Yes. But doesn't this... Give us the appearance now that this town is bigger. Remember the sign? How we were jokingly said, "Well, fifty-one thousand. Now it feels a living, breathing town. I still, in my mind, want it to be five thousand. I still, even if there's, I don't know, but I hear what you're saying. There is. You look at that roadhouse, and they never had crowds like that in the original series. It makes it feel more alive, right? Yeah, I like that. So Chuck does not like that James says hi. Now why? James was in a motorcycle accident. This explains his weirdness. Who just walks over and just goes, I just wanted to say hi to her. I like her. Yeah, like, it was weird. Oh. It was weird. I love James and all. Are you going to blame it on the motorcycle accident? Yeah, yeah I right. think something happened. Oh, maybe. Maybe social skills, he lost them in the motorcycle accident. Maybe. Maybe. So the, so uh, Chuck uh, beats up on James. Chuck's a jerk. Yeah. He should just let James say hi. <laughs> Come on. What, what's it going to hurt? Well, you know, after he says hi, though, he says, I like her. And like, Yeah, but Renee's married. Okay, here's the difference. James might like a girl. She's happily married. James is not going to just walk over, smile, say hi, and sweep her off her feet. Like, she'll be like, oh, hi. Maybe Chuck knows yeah, that Chuck James knows. was, like, stealing Bobby's girlfriend back in the day. Maybe. And, like, <laughs> they were, maybe they were all in high school together. <laughs> For all we know. They all could have been part of the high school. Yeah, I know you, James. You're always trying to steal the women. Yes, maybe it's his M.O. He's stealing women. Because not only that, like, (laughs) after after James steals Laura from Bobby, James then goes to uh, Mike and say, hey, I like your girl, Donna. I like Donna. (laughs) And so, like, yeah. Yeah. He has a, he has a, he's known for, like, trying to steal women. Maddie, yeah, briefly. Yeah, I don't know if Maddie was with somebody. (laughs) I think she actually might have had somebody. Yeah, maybe. But, so James, his, his M.O. is to steal women. and yes. uh, But there's this fight, he, and we have Freddy, the guy with the powerful green glove. So this was giving us an idea of how powerful this is. He punches them in this It's real. Seat. It's not some made-up story. Yeah. We knew because we the firemen that it wasn't made up, but this proves this is a real thing. And I think the firemen wanted an outside force to come into Twin Peaks to help with this situation. I really do... This is someone not connected, and it's someone that doesn't know everybody, doesn't know what's going on, and I think this is a great piece of the puzzle. He 
pows them. One punch. And the music skips. Yeah. The music just skips. And I was like, that's interesting. So there's like sound waves. Like this thing is so powerful. Yeah. Things are going to like, okay. Theories. The world. It's going gonna, it's gonna to like shift. Yes. Like. Maybe that's part of uh, John Bernardi's, Bernardi's uh, um, earthquake theory. Yes. <laughs> is is, is Freddie going to be part of the earthquake? Maybe. He's like a... Change, no. What if everything's out of sync right now, but when he punches Mr. C, everything will be back into sync? Nah, oh. But it was so powerful that he knocks the guy down, and he's like foaming at the mouth, his eyes. He's Concussion like, he, big time. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah, like... The, it's so bad that James and Freddie have to go to jail for this. I mean, they're in the... Why is James going to jail? <laughs> I think they just want yeah, James. Yeah, I mean, to- like, why? Yeah, right. Because James is getting beat up. He, I don't even think he got one punch in. Seriously. And they're like, <laughs> like, I was like, well, James should not be in there. But anyway, I'm glad James is in there because he's part of this puzzle. I don't know how. Don't know how yet. Maybe yeah. he's just cool. Got to have a cool guy in there. I really wanted them to be like, so Hawk and Bobby are the ones that put Freddie and James in the cell. I wanted Bobby and James to have a moment there. Like, it's. <laughs> Yeah, because you know, in the original series we had both James barking. and barking, and yeah. you had the, them both in jail together. So I thought it would have been funny to at least have some kind of exchange, but that um, didn't happen. So I figure Nadu needs to be protected. Now you just put the person that the fireman sent to Good Twin point. Peaks Great to point. protect someone. Maybe it's Nadu. Right. They are literally in the same room. That's cool. And. I would have to bet we just saw maybe a portion of his power. He could probably easily break out of jail. Yeah, I bet you could. I bet you could pound that lock right off, and you can walk right out. But because he's a good person, he's not going to do that. But I feel push comes to shove. If someone shows up for Nadu, he's going to be. He's going to feel compelled to a stick up war. I don't know. He'll bend that steel. He'll bend that steel. <laughs> But don't you feel the, the, the major players are all down there? Uh, yeah, there's some gaps. And Maybe. I think, okay, so I will and say. Chad's going to help rescue them. He's going to be the. <laughs> Chad could be redeemed. Yeah, right. I love Chad. So I think Billy, will the guy bleeding, will the save guy, Billy. The guy, the drunk we, we are calling Billy, we don't he know He has a woodsman Billy. in him. There's a woodsman in him. That goes back to, right. You think uh-huh. that, yeah. I think this. Is this your theory? Is this, have you heard this, or what is this coming from? No, this is coming from. The Cooper crawling uh, and the girl crawling. Okay. And when I watched a... I didn't uh, even put that together either. You're saying that... You're, you're you didn't put, put par- that together? You're putting parallels between Dougie Cooper and at the end there's a girl crawling. Someone matched it up and it matches perfectly. Ah, yes. I missed this one. I guess I wasn't I wasn't on a, a line so, enough this week. This is why I'm thinking they're down there with a woodsman. They're, they're, something, they're, they're down there. They're sort of safe. But this Billy guy, he's got something in him. And if you listen to the story last week about Billy jumping over a six-foot fence, he has superhuman powers. Mm-hmm. And they said that he jumped the fence, came in, and just stared at them. Yeah. And then, like, he hit his head on the sink, on the in the mirror, and he didn't make, he didn't talk. He was just, they didn't, I do, I know I play with you, but I do think that's Billy too. I do think, it, I do, it does make sense, the whole blood running from him. They say come from his mouth. Uh, and, right, yeah, so I agree with you. We, we haven't gotten confirmation, but it does, I wouldn't say that's Billy as Was well. the woodsman, was this all along to get someone in that holding cell because Nadu could 
they know what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. And I think this Freddy guy is a uh, kink in the works. They don't expect the firemen to have right. a secret, uh, have someone else that has nothing to do with anything to come right. in from the side. I, yeah, I think it's interesting. I like that. Yeah. We're going to Las Vegas. The FBI uh, brings in the Joneses with kids. With kids? Kids, plural. plural. More than one kid. <laughs> that poor family. Wilson! <laughs> All right, then we go on to Mr. Todd and Roger, and they get executed by Chantel. Did you wait? But when they got blown away, I was flabbergasted that that happened so easily. I was like, "Really? No! Like, holy crap! We don't have time to mess around. We don't." It goes. Chantel later on says how like I really miss torturing. Yeah, she basically saying like I wish we had more time for this, but we don't have the time. We just gotta execute them. And now that's one out of the two. Who do you think that? I've always thought it was Dougie. I because we see pictures with Ike the Spike that was. It they was, had a picture of Dougie, and they had a picture of uh, uh, Mr. Todd. I'm very or, torn. Not Mr. Todd. I'm very torn, Ben, but, because I really hope. Who else is he gonna go for? No, no, no. It's gonna be Dougie. I, I, I have. I think that you're correct there, but I really hope that um, either Dougie or Cooper wakes up, leaves town, and they can't find him, and that's it, or. She shows up and uh, somehow Cooper is back and can thwart them off. Or C, uh, I'm really scared that Janie or someone's going to get killed. I don't want that. Yeah. You I can see saying? that with the kid. I, I don't want to believe that's going to happen either. We just saw the war, the warden get killed and the kid ran out. So anything is possible. Anything is possible. They didn't want to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Very sad. I don't know how I want that. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but either way... I just hope it's in the favor of uh, that family. Yes. Yeah, yeah. At the Jones's house, Janie gives Coop Dougie cake. Another Chocolate piece cake. of, uh, you know, uh, th- their son's birthday cake. Yeah. They're still eating that stuff. <laughs> I'm surprised that hasn't gone stale. It's only been again, a couple days. Yeah, it's only been a couple days. I mean, when it, in Mr. C's timeline, it's been five days or something. He was talking about five days since, mm-hmm. so, I think, five days since the last time he talked to fake Jeffries or mm-hmm. the imposter. So it's interesting to see. I don't. We don't know how long it's been. It probably has been close to five days. Five days, days too, yeah. yeah. So it's been less than a week. But we have uh, so busy week. <laughs> busy week. Dougie is sitting in his cake, and then he plays with the remote and accidentally turns it on. And on the TV is Sunset Boulevard. Boulevard. David Lynch is one of his favorite films, and they say, "Get Gordon Cole." And that was finally a trigger. A finally a trigger, trigger, trigger word. A real trigger. Right. A real trigger. And I was like, "Oh my God, he has this." Epiphany, I know he's like he's like yeah. awakening that something. And I I know what I feel, but why Gordon Cole? Why does that word mean so much to him? Well, I mean, Gordon Cole was like his boss, yeah, and a friend, and he loved Gordon Cole. I mean, when Gordon Cole came out in the original series, he wasn't he didn't even know he was in the room, and he point right at him. Yeah, he knew right, and I think it's like. I think Cooper's always been about his work. He's passionate about his job, and I feel like that Gordon Cole word means him like that's that's my mission in life. That's what it's I like should his be mentor. doing. His mentor, but like this is it wakes up saying, "Hey, I shouldn't be doing this. I should be going to find Gordon Cole." So he it seems like there's there's like a piece of him that is waking up, and he knows he sees the outlet, and he thinks like maybe this will help me. Recover. I'll stick my fork in there and see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. 
So he sticks his fork in, uh, and all of a sudden the electricity goes crazy, and Janie screams. Yep. And we're, Sunny Jim is like, "What's going?" He on? He wakes up oh, like he springs out of bed. What's up? What's going on, mom? So what do you think? I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen? Are we it, is, next episode? I think he's going to wake up. This is it. I think you're right. I think the fact that we all said it's going to be the last two to three hours. Uh, it is. I think I it is. I think you guys were saying that from the beginning. I wanted to You didn't believe, want to believe it. I didn't want to believe it. I think I think the payoff is going to be so great to have that moment that we ha- we went through this journey with Cooper Dougie. Yeah, I agree. But I've been wanting it for so long. I know. And the question is, is will he still be in the Jones's house or will he go through the outlet? That's and, the question. I'm right. wondering if he's going to show up back in the, uh, the lodge. Yeah. I do question that like, or he's got to, whether he goes in the convenience store, I feel like he might. And I think I kind of brought this up last week that I felt like, you know, he's not going to go into a car and drive all the way to Twin Peaks. I feel like he's going to find a shortcut and maybe it's through another dimension or something. But. I think you're absolutely right. I think what if he meets with the fireman again? Yes. And the fireman's, uh, what if the fireman sits him down like Andy and gives him an update with the images? That's cool. And then uh, gets him on his way. Yeah. I don't know. That could be it. So. We move on to the log lady's home. Margaret calls Hawk. And again, there's another kind of Andy vision, I think, where you see the phone. Yes. See, yep. I think that might be the same vision Andy was having, that you you just see a see shot the of the phone. And because you knew that Margaret was going to call. And Hawk, you know, I was saying to you, Ben, every time we get to see her on screen, I think to myself, when is this going to be the last time? Yes. And this was... I, I got teary-eyed, man. Uh, it was killer, but it was so sweet that they um, really gave a fitting uh, tribute to the character. Yes. And this one, this this part was dedicated to Margaret. I mean, I wanted to say, why isn't it Catherine Coulson? But we've already had a dedication title at the end yes. of the credits to her. I think what Lynch is saying, and, I, and the way I saw that is, her character went beyond Twin Peaks. She was the log lady. Yeah. I feel like Margaret was beyond. That was part of her, just like Catherine Coulson was part of the log lady. They were one person in outside of the Twin Peaks TV show and the fest. Hmm. She was a log lady, yeah. you know? So I think it's so fitting. They gave um, this closure to her character on screen. And I thought it was just so beautifully done. And so and Catherine good. Coulson, how brave is she? Like, I always thought she was the coolest woman. She, you know, she gave us 10 minutes of her time, but we got to talk to her weeks before she was passing away. She yeah. gave us that time. But man, I thought she was brave once I found out that she 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 was close to dying, that she would actually let us talk to her for a little while. But to be brave to say, like, I know I'm dying, but you know what? You can film me and we'll, we, will ha- we will do a send off for this character. I mean, that is... Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I, if I was in pain and going through this, I don't think I'd want to deal with anybody. But she, I think that was really touching and moving. And she did it for the fans and she did it for, for, for David. David. And she yeah. did it for herself that she would do this. I mean, like, and she, I always wonder, is like, is that really she, what she was looking like then? Like, I don't know if she had to. We did hear at the fest that it wasn't. Okay. But we don't really we know. We don't know because the weeks, I mean, I think weeks yeah. went by. But still, no matter no matter was, what, no matter what, it was so beautiful. And I, I was I really am touched that Catherine would do that. Mm. And so she is the one that gives the line of the title, There is Some Fear in Letting Go. Yeah. And I even think about like, oh, my gosh, you're, ta- you're talking about a character that is passing away. And at the same time, you are going through a situation that you know 
you will be passing away soon. It's like if you're, she's letting, she's just saying to Hawk, "My time has come. I'm letting go." Yeah, but Catherine's saying, "I'm letting go too," and like, my yeah. gosh, how brave is that that she yeah. does that? And there is some important things happening besides this this talk back and forth. She's talking about, you know, I told you stuff before. This is before we, the viewers, have seen that she when they when they talked face to face, she was talking about. There's something about pine, uh, no, blue pine mountain and under the moon. And there's some kind of thing that, you know, you got to remember this, that could, it's going to happen soon. So yeah, it's interesting that she yeah. still has this last cryptic message. I don't even, she's not even saying it's from the log. It seems to be, it's her last cryptic message to Hawk. And that could confirm they've always been coming from her. Yeah. Right? right. That's what Catherine basically said. I mean, in yeah. some ways, there was no real spirit in the log. That that was her way of, of communicating with people. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. yeah. Uh, beautiful. It really was. I mean, it's so many touching scenes. I mean, to have the double R with Ed and Norma and then to have this, it was something. Love, life, and death all in one episode. Uh, and be, My favorite scene was her cabin with the lights just dimming. I yeah. was like, oh, oh so good. Oh, it was so, so good. And Hawk yeah. tells Lucy, Andy, and Bobby, and Frank... That Margaret has passed. Yeah, away. And, and everybody was just that was that was so well done. That yet again, um, another well done scene. And it was interesting that Truman was just looking at a picture of a fish on his laptop, <laughs> which was very humorous to me. Yes. I was like, this is supposed to be a sad moment, and he just had a picture of a fish. Well, he did that before they got, got before Hawk got in the room. I think. He yeah, was, he just yeah. had a picture of a fish. Yeah, he wants to go fishing. He's just staring at pictures he, of fish. He wants to go fishing. He doesn't yeah. want to be in the. In the share station. Uh, Are we at the point of Audrey now? Well, I wanted to talk about um, the... Before we get to Audrey, so the ending, we get into the roadhouse, and there's the girl. I believe her name is Ruby. Yes. In the credits. In the Ruby. Ruby. Ruby slippers. Ooh. I mean, that's interesting. It is interesting. And I, some reason I think I keep thinking maybe she's part of this whole Tina Chuck. I feel like she could be connected to all those crazy could be. things. Who knows? But Ruby is an interesting name. She's sitting there, and these two guys come over. Which one of the guys vaguely looked like one of the truckers from Firewalk with me? But that's an, I don't know. Anyway, so they she's like, I'm waiting for someone, but she's just staring, watching the band play, and they literally pick her up and put her on the ground. And then she starts crawling into the audience, and then she just screams. And I was like, "That's interesting." That remo- that look that was like, "Is that Cooper?" And someone online matched it up. It fits perfectly. Uh, Cooper playing with the remote. It's her sitting down. The guy picks her up. It's him turning on the TV, and then. They scream at the same time. It fades, or Janie screams, I should say. She mm. screams, and it fades to black. Uh, someone Crazy. matched I it up. I didn't even think that. So I think there's correlation here. Ruby is interesting that her name is Ruby, and we kept saying that Cooper uh, Cooper needs his shoes, Ruby red shoes. Wow. I mean, he's not going to turn into this girl. I'm not saying that. You're I'm saying just the saying the last three episodes is, is <laughs> Cooper just, the girl. <laughs> Great. I'm just saying there's a correlation here between these woodsmen, this other, the real life plane, that other plane, and with um, there's just correlations everywhere. And I thought that was a cool one. I don't know what it's going to mean. And now to the weakest part of the episode, I thought Audrey. 
Ben, what were I your thoughts? I cannot believe that we have now seen her three times, and we still are no closer to understanding what the heck is going on with her. I, I will say this every time. Her performance is amazing. Shailene Fenn's performance is amazing. I just get frustrated that, like, I don't know what is going on. I mean... It's she's yeah she's going she 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 wants to leave and then Charlie yeah ha, has yeah Charlie has uh, his coat on and then she seems to making a reason why she can't go and, and it's all Charlie's fault and then he decides he's like you know what I'm gonna sit down and he he she jumps on him she's she is actually strangling him, him. Yes. strangling him and he is coughing and stuff and I want to believe the next time we see her that this will finally either they'll end it either Charlie will, I think will so stop too. this like is she in a mental hospital because some people are saying that you know they mentioned the word nut house that some of these other characters she's brought up like Tina's daughter has mentioned nut house and I think. If we're saying Billy is the drunk guy, he's saying nut house. So is she in a nut house? Is she crazy? Yeah, yeah. Possibly. Is she in a coma? These are things I'm. we better by the next time we see her. But it's funny. Most of these other storylines, by the third time we've seen them, they've they've paid things off. Like by Jacoby, we knew what he was doing with those golden shovels. You know, we knew what the, after a while. I can't believe we still have no idea what's going on with Audrey. Yeah, I, I want to believe she's... In a nut house, or she, she, or she's a shut-in. I was thinking she's a shut-in, and he's trying she's to help. The next, uh, she's the she's the new yes. uh, the new Harold Smith. Yeah, edit. <laughs> um, so that is Twin Peaks this week. Um, before we go, um, I want to remind everybody it is Firewalk with Me week at our T Public store. We have new stuff from Andy, Susie, and Geneva. Awesome. Uh, they have contributed to us uh, some fine artwork that we have put on T-shirts, wall art, cell phone cases, coffee mugs, notebooks, and stickers. You can go, uh, the show notes has the link to our merch store or TwinPeaksUnwrapped.com. There's a link always right there. Go enjoy. There's a, a little sale going on right now. Some of the new stuff we put up is on sale. In celebration of Firewalk with Me 25th anniversary. Yeah, on Monday, right? Yeah, so that's awesome. So thank you to everybody who's supporting us. We really appreciate, you know, on a daily basis, we're getting people who are buying these items, which I think are awesome. Yeah. And it really does go back. It goes back to the artists. And so, us. And us. And yeah. that really helps us. And, and we... The money that we get is going back into the show. So thank you so much for supporting us. Yeah, it's awesome. And... Oh, man. Some of the stuff they put together is really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, if you see something on there, you can pick the color. You can pick what item you want it to be on. And it's really, truly awesome. And we encourage you, if you have a piece that you'd like to share and you think uh, might be a good uh, t-shirt t-shirt or yeah please submit it at twinpeaksunwrapped.gmail.com. We'd love to put that up there and uh, see if, uh, you know, share the work. Um, before we go, community feedback. I, I, I skip it every week. I'm not going to skip it this week. I'll make it quick. Uh, I know we got to get out of here soon. But Lauren Page Burner, Lawrence, that's her name on Facebook. She's a page burner. Uh, you can like us on Facebook at Twin Peaks Unwrapped. She writes, duality being a prominent theme. I think the major dichotomy here besides the White Lodge versus the Black Lodge is fear and love. The two lovebirds near the box in New York attracted the deadly female figure with lust slash love. 
and Matthew Lillard's character attracted the woodsman since he was quaking in fear in the back of the police car. Hmm. I'm really hopeful Harry plays a role in these last episodes. And I wonder if Mr. C, fear, will reunite with Dougie, love, to become whole, the whole Agent Cooper again. And I like to see another the duality, and that's a theme we don't really touch upon, but it makes sense that... Um, Hastings' character does get killed. He was scared. He had the fear in him. Right. And, but the, well, we know the woodsman had it out for him anyway. Yeah. We do have these doubles. I mean, we definitely are touching on like doubles, and there's the doppelganger, and we do have these, like, similarities throughout the series. But, yeah, it's really cool to, to, to go back to the original series about the fear and love. Yeah. And we talked about that when, way back when we were covering that, that that it seemed like Mark Frost wanted to bring that into a lot more of the storylines, and it kind of got cut out, where there was these storylines between Cooper and, and Major Briggs talking about fear and love. And, it, yeah, it's really cool. I, I hope we do go back to that in the end. Yeah, so do I. Uh, thank you for the, uh, the feedback, uh, Lauren. And please like us on Facebook. We're well over 1,000. We're growing. We're growing. Every, day, every Sunday, I post a, f- a photo of that week's episode, and the conversation continues. I love it. Let's continue it right through the ending of The Return. Um, also, you- subscribes. Um, we're getting huge sus- subscription numbers on our YouTube page. So thank you yeah, there. Yeah, that's really awesome. It's, I mean, we thought that there might be another audience there on YouTube, and there is, and then we're having conversations there on YouTube. It's great to see uh, in the comment section people are, are having discussions about it too. So and thank ben- you all the people who are listening on YouTube for supporting us and subscribing to us on YouTube. And Ben's always making these cool little videos to put on there as well. So we're utilizing yeah. YouTube very and if well. If there's ever anything that you guys want for YouTube stuff, let me know. Maybe I can create something there. Or, you know, I'm, I'm big into animated <laughs> GIFs. So if you want an animated gif on twitter i i could probably put something together there too yeah pretty cool and please remember subscribe and rate us on itunes and we're on google play and a one this is the last note and we're out of here a big big thank you to the community at large for voting for us in the podcast awards we are actually nominated in the TV and film category. That is so awesome. And that's out of 10 uh, other podcasts that are in that TV film category. So, I mean, to be a part, like, to think of all the different podcasts out there that, that talk about TV nationwide. and film. Nationwide. And we are in that top 10. I think that is awesome. So, uh, yeah. I don't know, another month or so before the voting. Yeah, we you know. So now, now you guys got us in there. It's all up to their secret 280 or something uh, people that will be listening to us and voting. And uh, we'll find out in October, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and for so. me, it's really it really is all about being nominated. I don't know if we'll win, but to just be to have the community support us, thank you for doing that. Thank you for nominating us. To put us on that list is just that that is winning enough. Yes, uh, you know. So and hey, it's the only Twin Peaks podcast. It is. Yeah, we're up I, against it, like Fargo, Westworld, right. Game of Thrones. I mean, we're up to big yes. big That's names awesome. here. Awesome. Yes, love it. Yeah. So it's really cool. Without being said, Ben, I think we're out of here. See you next week, Brian. See you next week, Ben.